Woo, that was a weird one. You guys might be asking yourself, Josh, why are you sitting here shirtless with red stuff all over your pants, just staining it from hip to shin? Why, why is it all over your shoes and your socks? Did you just help someone? Did you come across a, a poor soul on the street bleeding out? And you, you offered your shirt to protect the wound, and pressing the shirt against the wound so that person will make it to the hospital alive? Did you save a bicyclist who got sideswiped by a rental car and you are the good Sam of the day? Did you do that? Is this what happened? No, that, that didn't happen at all. I spilled salsa. And not just spilled it, I massacred it. I was frustrated with the podcast. My microphone wasn't working. Uh, the computer, the app, the server, whatever you want to call it, the shit I use to record this piece of shit, that wasn't working. So like any red-blooded American male, I went and got chips and salsa while I restarted the computer because restarting the computer fixes everything. So I'm getting some chips, waiting for the system to reboot for 47 minutes. And the chips are on the end of the bag. You know, we don't throw shit away in this family. We're, we're eco-friendly. We go, th- we eat everything, crumbs, uh, the fucking bottom of the peanut butter, everything, right? We don't, we don't give every, we don't, we don't waste anything. So I'm getting these little chunks of chips out, these little slivers, and I'm trying to dip it into the fucking, instead of being uh, cl- clean and anti-coronavirus, I'm, instead of putting it into a bowl, a separate bowl, I'm dipping my fucking chips into the salsa because it's, it's full enough. It's a new jar of salsa. It's full enough for me to start dipping straight from the can or the jar so i'm doing that and on the first go round, i knock the fucking jar off the counter about three and a half feet it drops and i'm watching there stunned uh slow motion what what have you just uh, what's gonna happen what do i do and then it, it just clinks to the ground without breaking and we have tile kitchen we have it's tile it's not linoleum that has a little give and bounce to it like a wwf fucking uh ring no, it's tile. It's hard. Shit breaks on it. Glasses break on it. This, this didn't, though. So Trader Joe's makes quality salsa jars. But it didn't break miraculously. But what it did, it just fucking annihilated the kitchen with its gore. You know, the fucking tomato seeds and tomatillo seeds and whatever else shit. They put a jalapeno chunks everywhere. Not just on me, which makes sense. I was in the splash zone. Just like if you go to SeaWorld, for whatever reason, you still go there. If you go to SeaWorld and you sit in the splash zone of Shamu or some other poor orca with a hanging, depressed uh, fin on its back, dorsal fin, is that a dorsal fin? And, you know, the thing has tried to drown itself 27 times in the last month because it's, it's, it's in horrible conditions. It's living in a pool. You're going to get wet. When that thing comes up for air, trying to escape, trying to free willy itself over the walls, in the confines of that horrible amusement park, you're going to get splashed. So that makes sense. I got red. But it went everywhere. It traveled across the entire fucking kitchen. And this isn't the hugest kitchen in the world. It's a modest kitchen. It's normal, but I'd say it's a good 15 feet long. You know, six feet wide. I don't know. But it went everywhere. Ten feet up the walls. It went inside cupboards. It made it inside the cupboards. It made it in the inside handle of the dishwasher, which is six feet away, seven feet away, and up under, like a little ledge. It, it went just like that under my pant leg. It went under my pant leg on my, on my knee brace. 
and the knee brace, I had it down because I was just, you know, letting it air out a little bit. But how did it go up under like a JFK bullet and, and get my knee brace? Amazing. Just absolutely amazing. I'm awe-inspired. And that's not what this is going to be about at all. But I, just, I had to bring that to, to fruition here. I had to share that. And that's not the first, thing, thing, uh, first time. You can see how fucking uh, animated and emotional I am. Uh, it's not the first time I've ever had things break in a weird, majestic way. Or not break, I guess. In Thailand, over the last summer, I was picking up bottles, rounding up trash, what have you, in our Airbnb by the beach area of that wonderful country. And what, unbeknownst to me, there was a hole in the plastic bag. And you see, they don't have the plastic bag ban yet in Southeast Asia. And they're convenient. Yeah, do they kill porpoises? Do baby seals eat them? Yeah, they do. But it's convenient to throw shit away. So I'm wrapped, I'm, like I said, corralling all the stuff up around the Airbnb. And one of the bottles, my Chang, my beloved Chang beer, in it's 22 ounce, majestic green bottle it's like it's like drinking from an emerald right that falls through the hole and it doesn't break on the same fucking white tile similar very similar and what it does it goes clink 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 in the slow motion better than any hollywood studio can create and my daughter is sitting on the couch ah, my son sitting there ah, my wife's going there ah. You know, they're all watching this bottle go, and I'm going, trying to maybe catch it, chase it. I don't know what I'm trying to do. And until it finally makes its uh, last call in life and just shatters all over the floor. And then I'm sitting there sweeping up, you know, green specks of glass for the next 45 minutes. Yeah, so that did its job. It broke. Then I had another time in Arkansas, and this isn't anything with breaking bottles, but I had a bag of food that I probably stole from the country club I worked at. You know, a bag of food, a couple of styrofoam boxes in there, uh, food that was probably bad or I kept, you know, keeping from the next day to eat. I don't know. I can't remember. But it was a place that I uh, was leaving, right? Arkansas. I, w I was moving back to California. My family was already gone. So my wife and son at, at that time, no daughter yet, they were already gone. So I was cleaning the house all by myself. Fucking getting the U-Haul by myself. Probably bitter, like usual, at just having to do all this shit by myself. And then drive 2,000 miles in a fucking 26-foot U-Haul all the way back to the sunshiny state. So what happened, though, on one of those final days in Arkansas was there a big giant wasp. Like this fucking giant king wasp. I don't know what they call them. They're huge. They're fucking little hawks. This wasp somehow got into the house, and they got in quite a bit, and it's just buzzing around. And I have this bag in my hand, and it's starting to fucking attack me. Buzzing over my head. I'm fucking bobbing and weaving. I'm fucking going on the floor, crawling like a fucking soldier in World War II under barbed wire. You know, I'm trying to get away from this fucking thing, but it's not giving up. Man, it's got a bee line on me, or a it's got a wasp line on me. And I start just fucking swinging this bag wildly. Yay, get the fuck out of here. Swinging it. Just woo, woo. You know, shit's falling on the bag. French fries and fucking old chicken wings. Part of a fucking, uh, I don't know, carne asada wrap. I have no idea what was back back there. Something barbecue probably because since it's Arkansas. So I'm swinging this thing wildly trying to get this fucking wasp. What I'm doing while I'm swinging, I'm, I'm not paying attention. You know, I knocked something off the fucking counter. Broke that. I think it was a little glass vase. I broke through the center of blinds. You know what, fucking regular mini blinds. I, I went, it cut the, the swinging bag 
full of styrofoam cut right through the middle of an entire section of mini blinds that I would have to pay for through my deposit from the people we're renting from who never gave us our deposit back anyways because I think they were a little upset that I fucking flung shit all over the place. And I think even a little thing of salsa was in the bag. Who knows what I was fucking eating back then, but that got all over the place too. So reminiscent, very reminiscent, right? So if you guys have has any horror stories of spilling things, it, it's, it sticks in your craw a little bit. It sticks in your memory. So maybe I'll bring that up next time I go to Trader Joe's and just you know let, let the friendly people know in their Hawaiian shirts uh, that this happened. You know, this happened. And keep selling that fine product. And luckily, there's still some salsa left. So maybe, maybe after this, I'll have a little uh, little luxury, little little victory lap for myself uh, for cleaning up the mess and have some more salsa. Maybe, maybe I'll put it in a fucking bowl next time so I don't have to break it. I'll put it in plasticware since I'm, since I'm a child. Um, and you know what they do at Trader Joe's? And this gets me, I guess, to what the next point would be. Uh, they give stickers to kids at Trader Joe's. And every time I bring my daughter there, my son's too old now, but they give stickers out. Yeah, oh, you want you want some stickers? And it's nice. It's a nice gesture. Kids like stickers. They did that to my son when he was younger. If you go to Walmart or whatever, or Safeway or any grocery store, really, if the cashier is nice enough and they probably have kids of their own and they're not some 20-year-old uh, dirtbag who doesn't even want to look at the child for more than 20 seconds, uh, if they're like regular people. Um... But if they give them stickers, you know, oh, you want a sticker, sweetheart? Oh, you want a sticker? Here you go. You know, Walmart, it's all about the fucking, uh, it's all about marketing. It's all about advertising. They give you the little what? Uh, the smiley face. Is that still a thing? At least I remember that years ago when my kid was still old enough to want stickers or young enough, I guess, to want stickers. But you know who else? It, it doesn't end. This, this sticker shit doesn't end. It just goes all the way through adult life. It just does. And what I've noticed a lot lately, since what did we have the other day? What was it, Super Tuesday? That's a dumb fucking name anyways, because it's hyping it up like it's something when it's not. Uh, but we have this Super Tuesday. And on Super Tuesday, just like these little kids in Walmarts and Trader Joe's and these wonderful establishments throughout the country who still keeps a kid at heart, a kid on their mind and says this child might want a sticker to go home and resonate with them and you know later they'll become a walmart shopper because i'll remember that little smiley face that they stuck on their sticker that their parents couldn't fucking peel off clean, uh, cleanly enough and it's you had to throw that shirt away because it left all that fucking residue that gray residue on it after you tried to wash it that it's memorable but as adults on these days, on these Super Tuesdays, we get a sticker too. I voted, or voted with a check mark, whatever it is, right? And people wear it proudly. They put it on their lapel on their way to work. They put it on their sweater vests and their cardigans. They put it on their blouses and their fucking uh, suit, suit pants, suit lip, I don't know, whatever you're wearing, whoever the fuck you work at. They put it on, right? They write proudly right over their heart. Right over their heart, they put it on there. And it it, it, it annoys the shit out of me. I don't know why. It, it, everything does, right? Everything does. But I don't know why this does. And if you voted, fantastic, right? I voted. Hey, should, kudos to me, right? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good American. But why do you have to put I voted and a picture of your ugly mug on, on Facebook? And I just, I don't know, does Twitter have an equivalent? I think they do too. Does Instagram have it? Does the Gram? Does the Gram have something with a bunch of people who voted proudly and said, look at me, I voted. 
uh, look at me. And you can't ask me, oh, who'd you fucking vote for? Although you kind of, I guess, can. Uh, but who cares? Who cares if you voted? I took a shit today. Do I have a sticker of a fucking emo- shit emoji? And be like, I shit. Yeah, okay, you voted. You did your duty, I guess, right? When you go to jury duty, do we have jury duty stickers? When you use the post office, if anybody fucking does that anymore, to ship things rather than just do it through Amazon or Target.com, do we say, I went to the USPS today? No. When we call a firefighter or a police officer to save us or to uh, protect us from a carbon monoxide poisoning in a Holiday Inn in Fresno, do we say, I, I, was, I, I survived? Because of F, uh, because of the fucking fire department? Do we have those stickers? No, we don't. But why do we have to have these I voted stickers? And I think it's a total ploy to get adults excited to vote. You get your ballots in the mail, and if you even pre-fucking send your shit in, right? If you have an early ballot, you send it through the mail, which I've done before. They give you, they send you a sticker, so you can still wear that fucking sticker. But you don't wear it the day you put it in the mail. You don't wear going to the mailbox or the outgoing mail, wherever you're going to deliver your early ballot. You don't put it on February 25th or you wait till it's March, what, 3rd. You wait till that Super Tuesday to say, I voted. And you, you even have to say, I early voted, motherfucker, and put that little sticker on there and then take a selfie of yourself. Then put it in front of wherever you voted and say, I I voted today. Did you do your just justice? Did you do your job? You're, no, you're not a superhero. I know it says Super Tuesday. That doesn't mean you're a superhero. You voted. That's it. Did it count? I don't know. But it doesn't mean you did anything special. And I know everybody will get, oh, this is anti-American. It's not anti-American. This is purely American. You didn't do anything special. This has been the case for men since the inception of this country, hasn't it? Maybe it was a bigger deal for women because it's like 100 years since women got the right to vote. Maybe that's a bigger deal. So I guess if women on that day said, I voted because in honor of the 100 years of women being able to vote, that's fine. I didn't see any of those on my threads. I didn't see any of that feminist shit. I didn't see any of that, that pride. All I saw was these, these people I supposedly know or follow or whatever you want to call it. In this false world, that's who I saw. I just saw that that voting, ugh, it's, it's a pride factor. And that's, that's just me. I guess I'm just not a proud person. I'm just not proud. It's good for you. Just that. That's it. That's it. Good for you. Don't grandstand. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one thinks you're a better person. If that person knows you and they friended you or they followed you on Twitter and they think you're a good person or they think you're an asshole, that's not going to change their mind. They're not going to think you're a better person because you voted. They're not going to think you're an asshole if you didn't and you didn't post it. I don't get that. I don't get it. So someone, if someone can tell me, tell me what the point is. What's the point of putting it on a soapbox, putting yourself on that soapbox and just saying, I did it. I did it. I did what most Americans have as a privilege unless you're a convict or you're mentally insane, right? Or you're in prison. You have that right. You have that. Can the mentally insane vote? I guess if they're clinically insane, you probably can't. But there's probably a lot of insane people voting out there. I know that. Well, I know for a fact there is. I have people in my family who are insane that vote. So one way or another, um, mostly one way. But there's, yeah, doesn't just think about it next time, please. You vote. Good for you. Pat yourself on the back. What happened to that? Isn't that American? The hardworking person who goes to their 
job every single day, 10 hours a day, works hard, doesn't complain, puts food on the table, makes a meager sum, but is still able to have a family and a house and raise their children into respectable human beings. Isn't that just okay to do it quietly? Just give yourself that quiet golf clap, possibly. But that might trigger someone. You can't clap anymore. So maybe just give yourself a pat in private, of your, in the privacy of your own home. Or sneak into the bathroom after the voting, the, the polling place, wherever you go. And just say, good job. Look yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, good job, Josh. You voted today. You voted today. I don't want to tell anybody else. I'm just going to say I voted. And that's it. It's just now. It's self-awareness. It's knowledge. All right? It's just knowledge. So if we're going to start with Trader Joe's, uh, or if I did start with Trader Joe's and the salsa debacle, I got to talk about Costco because I had to go to Costco today. uh, As most, again, good Americans do, you you have to get that Costco card. You have to use it. You have to uh, buy in bulk. You have to kill the planet slowly with all the shit that you're throwing away from Costco. You have to do it. So, like... Again, I did it. I had to. We needed dog food. We needed dog food. And where can you get cheaper dog food from than Costco? And I'm sure there's some pet enthusiasts out there and some people who don't have a life uh, that buy quality dog food for their pet, which you know, I think it's quality enough. But, you know, they probably, you probably feed your dog fucking bison meat uh, and fresh salmon from the fucking uh, uh, Klamath River. I don't know. I'm, we're not one of those. We have, I guess we have kids that we want to eat well, so we can't afford a $90 uh, 12-pound bag of dog food. So I got my dog food at Costco. Judge me. Judge me. So I got that and a few other things that we needed throughout the week. Maybe a whole chicken here and there. Uh, we needed some bread, so I tried to find some bread with the most minimal amount of agree, uh, uh, ingredients in there, which is hard to do at any, any place. And Costco, it's hard there as well. But Costco is a, just an interesting, interesting place. And I, again, I'm one of those. I have my the card. Well, it's actually my wife's card. And it doesn't have my name on it. And it has some false business on the back that I don't know who's ever been a part of. Uh, it's attached to a family member, members of hers, I guess, from the past that we just keep re-upping and sending 45 bucks a year, whatever the fuck it is, to them. And it has a business that is no longer around. So I guess it doesn't really matter. So let me kind of work in reverse here. When I'm checking out, and this has never happened to me before when I've gone to Costco by myself. When I'm checking out, Bob, the cashier, an older gentleman, he gets my car and he looks at the back and he's, you know, he, wants to, he wants to be personable, which is nice, I guess, in the, in the customer service in, industry. And when you have the luxury of knowing your customer's name, why not greet them by the first name? Why not? Right? This makes us, makes us have a, a more of a, a homey experience at Costco. And it, Costco, if you know anything about it, it's a very warehousey feel. It's impersonal. You don't look a lot of people in the eye there, just like anywhere else. It's like being at the airport. You don't look anybody at the eye in the airport or on the subway system or wherever you do travel. We don't look people in the eye. So why would you do it at Costco? But Bob did. Bob had some big, round, beautiful blue eyes. And he said, oh, hello. And he looked at the back of the card. Hello. Uh, then he gave me a double take. Yeah, my name is not Amy. Uh, right? You know, I don't, it could be. I could say, ah, it's Ami. It's it's French, Canadian. Ah, Ami. Uh, but it's not. He knew. He was like, oh, I guess it could be your name. Is this your wife's? I said, yeah. Is your wife here? I said, yeah. But she, of course, that's a lie. So I've never had that asked me. Well, where is she? I said, I don't know. She's 
shopping and which is weird because i'm checking out with the card that she would need to shop too so bob is always he's he's a little puzzled and he's already already a little wary of me about being a liar which i am and i was in that case and but i wonder why we pay the same fee you don't why didn't i just tell him bob fuck you fuck you bob right i pay the shit too my, my, it's a dual account just like our bank account my wife has a Costco card, and so do I. Isn't that the way it works? Isn't it like a household deal? So I don't know what that was. So that, that was the end experience uh, with Costco. But before that, and it, it's a Thursday, and I happen to have a, the day off uh, from teaching this week mostly, even though I'm not supposed to. Uh, but there's training going on. But since I'm not going back next year, what's the point of going to the training if I'm not going to teach there next year? That's my theory. It would be nice to show some com- camaraderie and, uh, again, pride for being at that uh, facility and at that school. No, yeah, it would, but I, I'm not going to do I'll take the day off. Uh, i take the days off. Uh, so it, it, was, it was a light crowd at Costco. It wasn't that busy. And the first thing I noticed, so I guess we'll work back at the beginning. It's like fucking a, a memento. Uh, go back before I got to Costco. Parking's always a fucking disaster. Light or not, I think every single individual and their dog drives a separate vehicle. So find a parking spot, not bad, not that, not terribly bad. Walk in, show my card, blah, blah, blah. All that normal shit. Then you go in and you see people wiping off their carts, their, the handles of their carts, which I guess a lot of people are starting to do now because of the old, uh, the old CV, right? The old, the old Corona. Um, so people are doing that more and more now, but people have done it in the past as well, which I never totally understood. Never fully understood that you're wiping down the handle of your cart with a sanitizing wipe, and it's not going to save you from grabbing anything else. Unless you keep your hands on that bar for the entire fucking trip, you're in a store, you have to grab stuff, right? We're homo sapiens. We have opposable thumbs. We have to grab things with our hands to put them in our cart. We don't have automation yet where we can say, I want that bell pepper over there. I want that fucking uh, uh, pickled cucumber. I want that over there. Can Mr. Machine... With your sanitized gloved hand, can you please place that into my sanitized cart? But if you realize it, the rest of your cart is not sanitized. I've never seen a crazy motherfucker sanitizing the entire cart, like frame by frame, wire by wire, square by square. I've never seen that. I've only seen that little, what is it, three three feet long plastic covered handle of the cart that you push with, right? So how does that save you from anything? You reach for things... Throughout Costco, you just do. You have to buy your bottled water because you're going to be stuck in your house for the next month because you can't go outside. You're going to have to buy these things. You have to buy 86 rolls of toilet paper because, God forbid, you can't find anything else to wipe your ass with while we're dying from the flu outside. We have to get these things. But every time you grab those things, don't you just wonder or don't you just actually realize that other people somewhere else they have no fucking clue where have also touched those things with who knows what kind of hands and it traveled in a, in a, in a container, in a truck, on a bus, on a boat, in the fucking air. I don't know how it got there, but all that shit got there somehow and they have been manipulated by small Nicaraguan boys, probably, who have no sanitation laws whatsoever. We've, we've had this happen. That's how it happens. That's the industry. That's the consumerism. That's how it works. So just because you wiped off your three feet of push bar 
doesn't mean you're clean from the rest of the shit around you. So when you buy those apples, I know they're bagged, but when you buy, what about the samples at Costco? They have samples there. So you're so clean, you're clean. I know that your hands are fucking zero bacteria, zero virus, zero shit on it. And you're going to grab that little cracker with some shitty cheese on it and pop it in your fucking ugly mouth. And then now you just have your ugly germs on your fingers. So now your mouth, your mouth is fucked. Your fingers are fucked. The person who handed you them, yeah, they're wearing gloves. But shit's swirling, it's swirling around in there. So whenever you grab anything, you're getting shit on your hands and put it in your cart. You're grabbing the cart in different areas. You're doing it. You're, that's what you do. So when I, I grabbed chicken today, is the chicken package clean? I'm sure it has salmonella all over it. Was I scared? No. I put it in my fucking cart because I didn't wipe down my fucking cart because I'm smart. And coronavirus might get me just for bashing it. That's the karma of what viruses are. So if I get it from karma, that's okay. But I'm not going to get it from some fucking cart that I wiped down. Because you're, we're dirty everywhere. And when I met Bob eventually, I handed him my card. He gave me my card back. I'm germed now. I've got Bob's germs in my hand. i got to put it in my wallet. Now my wallet has Bob's germs. Fucking Bob, the card Nazi... He's giving me his germs. There's a dude who puts my shit in the cart. I got that guy's germs when I take my shit out and put it in my truck. We got all germs everywhere. And if you go to the food court, you can't eat that shit because you have germs on your hands. Are you going to put your sanitizer that you just bought and fucking uh, took off the, the shelves completely? Did you get the last bottle of 96-ounce sanitizer of your Purell and you open it right there in Costco before you get your hot dog and soda for $1.50 or your fucking chicken bake? Or your goddamn slice of pizza? Do you open it up and spray on your hands before you eat? Because you're so fucking hungry after going to Costco for the last half hour. And dealing with those crowds of people who don't look at you. That's that's how... It, are you safe now? Are you completely safe? Are you without care now? Because you can go home in your sanitized little townhouse. And you can go into your bathroom that is cleaned with bleach on a daily basis and sprayed with Purell uh, Extra or fucking mold armor. You go into those bathrooms and do you hover before you take a shit because you just ate that chicken bake? Do you, do you hover? How do you wipe your ass with your rolls of toilet paper that you left in the fucking car? Because you're out of toilet paper because you had to throw all those rolls out because they had the virus of your shit on it. Right? Or you let a neighbor whose toilet was backed up, you let them come in and take a piss or take a shit and you let them use your toilet paper. And when you go back in, you're like Seinfeld who has to throw away his belt in that one episode because it banged against the urinal. Did you throw and go into every bedroom you have or bathroom unless you keep your fucking toilet paper in your, in your bedroom for whatever, for jerking off? Did you, did you take every roll of to toilet paper out of your house and just burn it? Just burn it in a steel drum in your backyard for warmth. Did you do that? Now you got to get your keys, which has fucking Costco grime on it now. You, you got you to gotta go back to your car, which has the virus probably in the trunk because you're to drive past people who have it. You, you pass dogs who are probably spreading it, right? Or fucking possums. I don't know. Pissing on your tires at night. They, it, you didn't do anything. You know, the sanitizing wipes didn't do anything. So I find that funny. I find that sort of comical. So when you buy your big jug of salsa at Costco, put on a pair of rubber gloves 
and open the salsa carefully. But what I'd recommend is getting the big giant jug of salsa from Costco, a Kirkland brand that is plastic. Because even if you do spill it, and you're not lucky like me not to break the Trader Joe's jar of salsa, at least it'll just bounce back in your hands. And if you happen to spill it, just leave it on the ground. Just let it dry up into a hardened fucking paste of tomatillos. Just let it do it because if you get on your hands and knees and start scrubbing that shit off, your kitchen floor is now dirty. It's dirtier than it was beforehand and you cannot get grime on your hands. You cannot get dirt on your hands. You have to sanitize. Get the wipes. Get the toilet paper. Get the Purell. Life is out there. It's going to hunt you down and it will take you out. So be smart about it. Be, be smart and be safe. Just drink it. Just drink the Purell. Just drink it down. It'll save you.